Yeah, I, I don't think I was upset. I mean, I'm not English, and you're, you're my colonizer, so whatever. <laughs> um, but I always said from the I beginning. I shouldn't laugh at that. I, I know, I know, Alex. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're not trying to. You're not, you're not Prissy Patel or anyone. But um, I, I was like, um, I was sort of, I was supporting England. Like I always have, and it's yeah. probably like the Premier League, like you know, connection, Man United. You know, at one point, all England was Man United, so it's hard not to support them. But also, like, I always support teams that have black guys. Like, I, I, you know, France is always a team I like, and so is England. And it's interesting to see the fallout now that England lost and three penalties missed by black men and Boris Johnson and co. now trying to act like they'd had no hand in mm-hmm. whipping up the frenzy of, of of these people like you know it's 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 an interesting um set of circumstances i guess but I mean, like we knew that was going to happen though like frankly even at any stage had england lost a game like we were just inoculated against it because they were so successful like they barely conceded a goal they like mm-hmm. imagine had thomas muller put that chance in when sterling lost the ball mm-hmm. you know that would have done it Anything would have done it. Just any kind of defeat or or anything. So like the three penalties were just like overdrive. I I think that's a little bit of the. I mean, let me say this. Like, of course, like football, you get your luck and whatever. Like that Germany chance, you're right. Like it got, goes in, it changes the game. But like everyone has to have that type of thing on their way to tournament success, right? Like it's just it for. For some of his parts, England were defensively robust, as far as I'm concerned. I was very mm. impressed. Only let in one goal in open play, which was the Italy one, although I think it started from a corner and then bobbed around or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Like, and the Dam's God free kick was unreal. Like yeah. unreal. So. Yeah. So if we if we consider the Italy one as from a set piece in some sense, no one was able to score against England in open play. And that's think to me. Considering what people used to think about John Stones, mm-hmm. considering the banter that Maguire used to get, considering Luke Shaw apparently didn't control his own brain, and uh, Kyle Walker, I didn't think he had a brain. Like, that, that, to me, it shows two things. One, they're actually good players and we banter too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All you need to do is put them up against the rest of Europe and you're like, oh, the Premier League's really difficult, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But also, like, you know, in fact, that's just it. They, they actually are. Well, also, I think some of them did overcome tough times, in especially mm. Stones and Luke Shaw. And, I mean, okay, Alex, let's start from the beginning on this. Because, like, you know, we, there were rumors about the back three, back five. Yeah. Um, and you went with, I trust Gaz. And I kind of went with, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and after, what, two, three minutes? I was like, Gaz is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing was, what was it? You said you said something along the lines of like, I don't mind the back five if like Saka plays the right wing back. And I was and Mohanad and I were like, no, no, it's gonna be trippier. And Mohanad was like, Yeah, but at least or either one of you was said it would be better to have Saka running at the defender than like Trippier whipping the ball in aimlessly. <laughs> and then the first thing that happened was Trippier puts it on Luke Shaw's boot. Like, if you told me that the tactic was to cross Luke Shaw at the far post, I'll say you're nuts. Like, no. 
Like, no. But I'll give Trippier <laughs> this. He's, he did that intentionally. Oh, yeah. Like, Shaw called for it. Beautiful cross. And, like, the technique on that finish was actually something I didn't think Luke Shaw had in him. <laughs> what I, a goal that was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill the, the Mohanad role here and say that I'm not sure it was quite as deliberately brilliant as, like, anyone necessarily thinks. But, it, you know, when you're in that position, you just want to make good contact and get it on target and you'll probably score. So yeah, that's what he yeah. did. I, I, funny enough, you playing the Mohanad role, Mohanad agreed with me when we were talked about it. Because Mohanad likes a... Here's my theory, okay? He agreed with me because Ozo likes to put it into the ground and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he felt... I can't really be hypocritical here. <laughs> the other loyalty comes in useful in weird ways. But so I and, and this is where, you know, I, I've been very supportive of the of the approach that Southgate has taken, well, took throughout throughout the tournament. I think he learned from in fact I think he even said something about learning from like the Portugal win in twenty sixteen and the France win in twenty eighteen, in that both neither team were expansive they like did enough they let their skilled players win games for them and while maintaining their solidity and i think he devised an approach that replicated that and replicated it really well i think ultimately it wasn't quite enough and like the game was there for them to go and win and they didn't go and win it and i don't know if that was you know we watched a lot of a lot of games last season who was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like Mourinho Spurs, where he would come out afterwards and be like, I told the lads to attack. I don't know why they didn't attack. But they'd sat for like 90 minutes at a low block. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on here? What's like, someone's lying. And <laughs> it kind of felt similar. Like, Southgate after the game said, we didn't keep the ball as well as we wanted to, and what have you. And so I don't know whether it was very deliberate the way that they sat off for like most of the game after they scored or whether it just was one of those things that like settles in because it's a big game. You're nervous. You've got a lead. And for the most part, let's be honest, like they did hold Italy at bay. Italy had most of the ball, but they weren't really getting anywhere. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, it's a combination of things, right. In the sense of he probably did ask them to move the ball quicker and like try and hold on to it, but like head's gone you know, mm-hmm. at that at that point, you have to make a change. The problem is, and I was saying this in my group chat, is if you want to get more of the ball, you need to put someone on who can A, get the ball, and B, move it, and possibly dictate the tempo of the game. And England don't have that at all. And when Jordan Henderson came on, I said to Mo, <laughs> I was like, listen, I know he's been great for Liverpool for like a year or two years or whatever, but... He's not great for England, <laughs> and I still have the creation passing show in my head. Like, <laughs> if this is what you brought, because that's what he brought him on for. He brought, took off Declan Rice, like to get off the quote unquote destroyer, to get someone good on the ball. And Henderson is not is not that guy. Like he's no. not Jorginho. He's not even Verratti on the ball. It's like what they needed was Michael Carrick or Paul Scholes, but those are guys that they misuse in history anyway. But that's the type of profile that they needed to get a grip on of the game and they just don't have it in the squad. That's that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, I I think yeah, Henderson's not as good on the ball as those kind of guys. I did think that his introduction calmed England down though. Because they conceded that goal and they really did lose their shit for a bit. And then and the Southgate brought on Henderson, brought on Saka, went 4-3-3. 
and it did it did calm the game down and England started to come back into it. So I think like in that respect it worked. But Was I actually it, think it, it it didn't feel like I don't know. I the, when he brought Saka on, I was like, why is Saka a wing back? Like you know, like I know yeah, I said in the beginning of the game, like you know, you if you're gonna play this three five two, like Saka, but when you're chasing the game, you have to switch to four three, which he eventually did. But I felt there was too much time that Saka was just playing Trippier's role, and he was just pushed back. And you've got to get the ball to him to run. And the one time he did, he got like strangled. <laughs> that was, I like, Gilly needs to go to the Hague, man. I was so uncomfortable with that. It was just horrible. Just Part of it was like, obviously, I d I'm not sure. No, he did mean to do it around his neck because that's where he grabbed. But like he'd have grabbed anything that he could get his hands on. But it was just a look on his face, man. He really looked like he meant it, you know? That's the difference. Like you can tell. Like they, there's that meanness that, that sometimes you need to win things. And I'll, I'll, I'll go back to this point just because you brought up the 352. It worked in the first minute, but it it still was a mistake to me. And the rest of the game kind of proved that out. And I just felt, I think I said this in our group chat, Raheem Sterling has done, and Saka to, to a degree, and even Sancho against Ukraine, where they've run directly at people. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the penalty, Denmark, whether it's the first goal with Saka making the run, even Sterling has been just running at people and then putting the ball in the box and the overlaps for Shaw. Like, in full flow, that's when England were really at their best for me. And doing the 3-5-2 limits you from that. If Shaw isn't, isn't making the run into the box, Kane was never... You were never going to score a goal by crossing into Kane in this tournament. It, it wasn't going to happen. Like That's because Kane started the move. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so annoying. Like, He's miles away. Against Ukraine, sure, fine. I get it. But, yeah. like... It just wasn't going to happen, and I felt you needed to run, and it just never happened. Like, and that's that's a shame. That's it, a shame. it is a shame, and and I think, and we'll get onto Italy in a second because, you know, we're a Premier League focused podcast, but yeah, the 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 Italy team deserves its praise, but it's a big missed opportunity for England, and I I say that knowing that this isn't the end of this team, that like what I think this tournament and the last tournament combined did was cement England as one of those new teams that year on year, you're now going to say these are one of the favorite teams. Mm -hmm. um, if not to win it, then to at least be semifinals, finals. Like they made themselves a Champions League team kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know that there's ever going to be an, as good an opportunity as this. Like France were shit. Spain were shit. I mean, they, they looked unbelievable against Italy in the in the other semi, but for the most part, they weren't that good. They have no striker. Italy barely had a striker. You know, who else? Germany were terrible. Like, you're not going to get this kind of situation again, necessarily. And so while England will, I think, develop, and this might just be the start of, of something good for England, mm -hmm. I, I just think the other teams are going to be relatively better. I, I agree. And, and I think Italy are going to be better obviously mm -hmm. um england are going to be better france are going to be france like you know they always have one off one on that kind of thing is what it feels yeah, like yeah. and next year might be might be too soon but hey we'll see if they <laughs> when zidane <laughs> takes over they're going next level exactly <laughs> like we'll see if rabio's mom still shows up but hey. um i feel like on the italian side 
I mean, they haven't lost a game in three years or something like that. Like thirty-five they, games. No, it's a, it, it's a madness. It's an absolute madness. Congrats to them. Probably did deserve to win the tournament. Like, forget mm-hmm. this game. They deserve to win the game. But overall, I thought they were fun to watch. Yep. I thought they were defensively solid and reliable. And their midfield controlled the play. You're used to this Catanazio stuff. That's what, that's what we're used to, right? But Italy were possession-oriented, but they could also counterattack you. They were the most complete team tactically. And, and you have to give credit to Mancini. You know, his, his career is weird. Like, you Very know, he, he, he won at Inter. Like, when Inter started after Juve's Calciopoli, and then, like, you know, they had a free run. He won a few. Yeah, and then City. I mean, he couldn't lose those. To be fair. Yeah, exactly. But you you I, could I only think... win what's in front of you, but like there was nothing in front of him. And I think that's why he doesn't get <laughs> much respect because you know yeah. he won when he was supposed to. And then City is one of those jobs where like ah, you outspend, you should win, whatever. Like, and then he got sa- then he got sacked because they lost to relegation Wigan in the FA Cup. So that kind of dents him a little bit. There was that, and the fact that he couldn't control Tevez. Who like literally left to go play golf in Argentina? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the owners are like, "All right, well, this is untenable." And then did he go to Galatasaray? Or I actually don't know. Hang I think on. he Let went to Turkey. So it's been like he should be more respected even without this. Mm. But there's just been some weird things that followed him around, weird circumstances everywhere he's gone. In some sense, he did but... go to Galatasaray, and then he went back to Inter Milan where he did nothing. And then he went Zenit for a year. Yeah. And then Italy. So yeah, it, it has been weird. But I mean, w- would you agree that like the source has been his pinnacle? I mean, even had yeah. they not won, him showing up looking like this in 2021, very impressive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matt, like <laughs> he he it, he reminded me of when you when I was growing up and like Italians were known to be the best dressed and like the best looking people. They kind of went for a dip a little bit, you know, especially like, you know, two thousands like, dip. Well, yeah. And then, I mean, firstly, right. Euro 2000, that team was the most handsome team I've ever seen in my life. Like all those men were good looking. Yeah. Except for Gattuso. Um, but, um, and then maybe. You better have someone to. Juliano or something, but. Juliano. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the one mention he ever gets on the Koshkars is because he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that like <laughs> Chiellini and Bonucci of like, bruv, like, like the centre back pairing has been here for a long time, and then there's Bellotti, and ah, like they're just not as you know they're not that handsome. But then Mancini is the most handsome guy in the whole thing. Like, oh yeah, that's that's amazing. And and it was nice to see. So I didn't realize this until until relatively recently that he and Viali are like best friends. Um, and have been since, I guess, Sampdoria days back in the 80s, 90s. Um, and Viali has a role on this coaching staff, which is basically just like, be a nice bloke. Like, mm. everyone's happy to have you there. Like, mm. that's his job, basically. Um, and on top of that, he recently overcame pancreatic cancer. And so combine all these little details and the fact that they got to share that experience mm-hmm. and that emotion at the end was was lovely i i'm like when I, when I look back at it and just think about where italy has come back from right because you know you look at v it's a redemption story everywhere like viali coming back from that mancini you know is overcoming uh, what could have been Zenit going, yeah, going to Zenit <laughs> is the end of your career typically like well, that's the end 
and then just Italy as a football force in general, you know, the coming back is always good for football, in my opinion. Like it's it's oh, yeah. always good. Um, but I thought they were shocked by England, obviously, in the first half. Second half, they, they just composed themselves. And Jorginho, like, listen, mad respect to Jorginho. Don't, Verratti did well, but I don't care. Like, you'll, <laughs> you'll just never care. We, yeah. No, it's like, I, 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 I get it. He did well. I just, I find it hard to care. Like, Jorginho, I don't know why I care. We, we bantered him a lot on the Koshkast. Every, everyone does, yeah. Even but, half of Chelsea fans hate him. Yeah, still. but, I mean, this is a man who won Champions League and Euros in the same year. And he was critical to both. Like, yep. sure, he misses penalty, but... Uh, the man, the man did this. He had the most interceptions in this tournament, Jorginho, and covered the most distance in this tournament. With the, I mean that that is mad, and and I I'm fairly sure that that Calvin Phillips, um, I think who second. I keep meaning to talk about and never get around to it, must have been second. But mm. those two, I think, and we, we might get on to talk about like team of the tournament or whatever. But those two were unreal, like absolutely unreal. And Verratti was obviously was good, and and Barilla was good, and you can't really pick a better midfield three if you want to try and control a game than Verratti, Barilla, Jorginho. Like it, it's just perfect. But but those two guys especially stood out to me. I I think the beautiful thing about what Italy did was they really used their strengths very well. Mm. You know, the only weakness I think, well, actually there are two. But the the main weaknesses in that team were up front and not Chiesa's wing, the other one. Insigne? Um, Actually, yeah, he was fine. Um, no, no, the wings were fine. I- Italy used their strengths very, very well, right? Center of midfield, I mean, they were stacked. Tonali didn't even get a kick of the ball. Like, you know, Locatelli. Did he even go? I didn't even know he was in the squad. I thought he was. Okay. Well, like, doesn't matter anyway, did it? Yeah. Locatelli like started the first two games and was mint. And then they're like, all right, bruv, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I personally feel England, like I said, they didn't they by switching formation, they took they cut them he cut the, he cut their legs off effectively. And the one thing that you know, I do feel Sancho and Rashford should have been used a bit more. Especially depending on the competition, like who you're playing against. I thought Italy, the two places that I think you're going to get them are the fullbacks. So run. Like Grealish, I would have switched Mount. Like I would have done something where Grealish is in the middle, but then you get either Rashford or Sancho on one side, Saka on, I don't care which combination it is. The profile player of, for me, of a Sancho, Rashford, um, Saka, just give them the ball and go run. Literally yeah. chaos. That's all I want right now. Just run, because Emerson Palmieri, mate, like he sh- he got off without a sweat. He <laughs> <laughs> made him look good. He made him look good. There was one moment where uh, it was actually really funny. There was one moment where the commentator was like, clearly, uh, Roberto Mancini rates Palmieri higher than his uh, his club manager Thomas Tuchel. And uh, I was watching it with Caitlin, and she was like, "That's a dig." I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it used to be like a good old fashioned uh I like I remember United Arsenal game, the one that ended nil nil, and I think it was Cedric or Beller, I don't remember who was it. And I remember Solskjaer just yelling <laughs> I'm just I'm just making the analogy that Solskjaer <laughs> yelled at Rashford and said, 
Just run. Just run at it. Right. right. <laughs> and like, that's all I want to hear from my manager when I see a shit fullback. Just tell him, just run at him. That's it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think that happened. The, the, other, the other thing about that is that, like, Bonucci and Chiellini were imperious throughout the whole thing. I mean, they weren't any really better than Stones and Maguire, but they were bloody good given that they're both 400 years old. Um, and the only way to drag them out of position, really, because they're not really, they weren't really following Kane when he dropped deep, is to take the fullbacks out of the game and force them to come over and try and deal with something, which mm-hmm. we did see a couple of times. Um, but yeah, there just, there just wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough of that. Do you subscribe to the idea? Someone threw this idea at me. So, um, by the way, side note, Mancini doesn't have any favorites. Like, he's he's okay with taking anyone off in that team if he feels he needs to make some changes. Respect him for that. I don't think Southgate is that brave. But, and on that note, someone said, of course, this is purely hindsight, okay? Mm. They were like, it would have been interesting, even if you don't bring on a Rashford or a Sancho or put Saka in a 4-3-3 immediately, um, if you put on Calvert-Lewin in extra time and then, you just, and then you go put that ball in the box, rough up Chiellini and Bonucci a little bit. Because I think they would not be able to stand up to a physical number nine who's ready to just bash them around. You know what? I like that. I like that <laughs> a lot. That appeals to the, to the 90s in me. Like that just... Because even if they look, an Italian is liable to go completely mad if you say right now, like Dominic Calvert Lewin is going to beast Chiellini, right? Like it's just it's going to cause some some wires to to recircuit. But even if he doesn't, he's going to be very distracting. <laughs> so you do that, you drop Kane a little deeper, he can pick up the second ball, whatever, and slam it in the court. Like you can see it. You yeah. can see it working, especially if you still got Trippier like flicking the ball in the, from the right or whatever, or sure from the left. So there are definitely worse ideas. Yeah, and just to see him like maybe like you know put Chiellini on his ass or Bonucci rather on his ass because I don't like Bonucci. That yeah. would have been fun. That would've it would have been, been fun. And the referee was calling absolutely nothing. Yeah. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like penalties. Ugh. Donnarumma, wow! Beast. And to think PSG, the rumors are that he's going to be on the bench. Fuck that! <laughs> he's absolutely not going to be on the bench. <laughs> There's no way. There is he, no way. Mate, he's he reminds me of Buffon, like only in the sense of that he's scary as hell. Yeah, yeah. There's the the clip of him making the game-saving penalty, or oh, sorry, making the the game-winning save rather mm. and he doesn't even he's so focused he doesn't even know he's done it he walks away as if there's another one coming and he only realizes once everyone starts running and jumping on him <laughs> he like doesn't know that's how dialed in he was but it must be terrifying walking up to take a penalty even like intellectually you know the odds are still in your favor even if the goalkeeper's a giant mm-hmm. but he's six foot five mm-hmm. like when they went, when they were doing the Italian national anthem, and it, you know, it, it's always a bit funny because you've got like Insigne, who's a midget, and then he was standing next to someone tall. I think it was Chiellini, maybe or Bonucci, and mm-hmm. so you had that contrast. And then the very next one was like Barella and uh, <laughs> and Donnarumma. It's like, oh, they've done it again. It's um, he is he is something else, man. I mean, this was Pickford's like best day ever, yeah, and he still got it's overshadowed like two, or f- two or four, and. Well, I mean, so 
maybe not to go into micro detail, but I, when I saw Kane going first, I was yelling. <laughs> like, I know it might not make a difference. Like, maybe get mm. your first one right, conjure one down. I can understand the logic, but something just did not feel right in the air to me. And I told mom, like, bro, what is this? I don't know. Did you, did you, were you just on autopilot emotionally or did it, do you have any no. concerns about penalties order or anything? I, de I definitely, yeah, I had a lot of concerns actually, because like I said to you at the time, I'm not sure who the five are and clearly, you know, they've worked on it in training. They, they this is clearly pre-planned, whatever, but when Kane is your first, fine. Like if you're, if your your tactic is to do the best people first to make sure you're still in the game, mm -hmm. I understand. But then if it comes to needing <laughs> the penalty four or five and stuff and six and seven to go in, like you've left, left yourself short. I was actually most scared when Maguire came second yes. because like I've never seen Maguire take a penalty and ultimately it turned out to be an absolute fucking rocket. Like, <laughs> he destroyed the camera. <laughs> that might be the best penalty I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, I wasn't confident that that was going to be the outcome. And so the commentator has just said, England's tactic is to put their best penalty takers first. And I'm like, but the second one's Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I was also shitting bricks when I saw Harry Maguire. So I was like, fam, you've done so well. I don't need this banter is going to come your way when you miss this. But it was beautiful. And I don't remember, did Italy miss the first? Their I think first? It, no. So Berardi scored, was it Bellotti that missed? Bel Bellotti missed. That was a hopeless penalty. Uh, hopeless. Um... Someone <laughs> saw someone after that. So Roma fans think they're getting him this summer, mm -hmm. and uh, but are worried about being priced out because they have no money, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, that went in, and some Roma fan on the timeline was like, "Well, we can afford him now." So there's <laughs> <laughs> that. Nice. Um, and I... then the the one that the one that sent me crazy was Jorginho. I, I like look. I love when Jorginho misses because I hate the hop, mm -hmm. and. So he just fools so many people. Like Unai Simon bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and it was so nice to see Pickford save that. On on, on that, I mean, now Bruno is a hop master, uh, mm. definitive. So we'll take that trophy this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Mo was talking about Donnarumma, and and clearly, like goalkeepers guess, but I think Donnarumma probably guesses the least. Like. With Rashford's penalty, Rashford tried to shake him. You know what he did? The little stutter step. Like he's he's doing that to move you so that mm -hmm. he can put it wherever he wants. Donnarumma didn't move. Well, he like, went left. Well, oh, I mean, he didn't he didn't move from the stutter. Like he he just sure. as Rashford was about to kick the ball, he moved in that sense. Yeah. But at that point, Rashford's in full kicking swing. What he wanted to do was shift him and then just pass it into the empty spot. And Right as and that to me, if I'm Rashford, I'm like, fuck, he doesn't move. I have to kick it now. Ah! <laughs> and then he goes and hits the post. And I felt my, like, I, at that point, I didn't think racism is coming because he got mm. more stuff coming. But then someone from Italy scored, and then it's Sancho. And I swear on my life, as soon as I saw Sancho's face, I said, he's going to miss. Yeah, I, I just. I had zero confidence in Sancho. Um, even when I saw Rashford coming on to take a penalty, totally understand. I've seen him take penalties before. All right, I don't watch Borussia Dortmund. I'm guessing that Sancho is not their number one penalty taker. Like, I'm sure he's taken a few. There's no way. Um, 
when I saw that he was specifically being brought on to take a penalty, that that really worried me. Um, I'm not just being clever after the mm-hmm. fact. Like I, I had, I just had no faith that he was the person to come on and, and deliver that. And then Saka showing up, I just my heart sank because it just it you just knew you just fucking knew at that point that it was going to be I was it was going furious. down the drain. Yes, I was fuming. And because Mo had made a joke like, oh, my God, the United players are going to cost us. And then, like, of course, Saka shows up. And the minute I saw him, I was like, like I was already annoyed that it was him. Mm. Not because, you know, not trusting him or anything. <clears throat> I honestly could not believe that the fifth taker in this shootout, because obviously the first five, they put a list out. Right? Yep. So they decided that if it came to this, it was going to be him. And. You know, I had my issues with the formation. You've trusted Southgate. This is one thing that I think, I'm not sure it's a matter of opinion. I just think it's wrong. Yeah. Like, I think that was wrong decision because if he made that decision, what you know what? He allowed it to happen one or the other. Yeah. And I think that's unforgivable. Not because anyone could miss the penalties, but like, why put that on him, a 19-year-old? When, when we were 19, the hell were we doing in life? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle missing a penalty in front of, like, 60,000 people, for goodness sake. No. It, it was an awful decision, or, as you said, whether he decided it or allowed it or whatever it was. Like, there were other players there. And, and Grealish came out today on, on Twitter and said, um, sort of threw Southgate a little bit under the bus and said that he had said he wanted to take one and he wasn't going to have people. I think it was Roy Keane. Slagged him off and Shaw and Henderson and what have you. Um, although Henderson had gone off, I think, as a sub. Yeah, anyway, yeah. It, you know, Keane's point was that there were senior players there that should have been taking the penalty ahead of Saka. And that is just, I hate to agree with Roy Keane because he's a twat, but that is true. That's just straight up true. And I don't care if the manager has decided it. If you are Luke Shaw or, I mean, who else was on the pitch at the Raheem, time? Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. Even John Stones, I would bet on taking a decent penalty. Like, surely someone just has to take the situation in, into their hands. That said, you said they submit a list for the first five. Can you make changes at that point? That I'm not sure. Like, I genuinely don't know. I think I, I think it's a defined order, but I'm not, I don't remember now. Yeah. Interesting. Either way, it it was it was bad. It was it was really bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, we had we had a question about this or two, right? Maybe it's a good time to get into that. And, yeah, let's do it. Um, there'll be lots le- less Copa talk. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of penalty shootouts, uh, Emmy Martinez, absolute penalty banter king. You know the next thing is gonna be like humongous goalkeepers now, right? Like that's gonna that's gonna be the thing that everyone's gonna want now. Read huge keepers. <laughs> yeah. If you're six foot five and up, fifty million. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the end of the Ospina era, that is for sure. <laughs> that's necessary. Oh man. Um yeah, so uh Leo at Leo EPD said, As a United fan, I feel like I wanted to protect Saka as much as I want slash need to protect uh, Rashford and Sancho. Did you guys feel the same way that I did when Rashford got up to take the pen? If he misses, the races are going to be in full effect. Um, I think we covered this at the start, but but yes, I mean, it, it's not even as I, as I said, it's not even big moments at this point. It's just like if a black player is on the pitch and something goes wrong, you know they're gonna they're gonna get it on social media. Frankly, even if something stuff doesn't go wrong, 
Like it doesn't, it just, it's gotten so bad at this point that it doesn't really matter what happens on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were, we were talking yesterday about the Axel Twanzebe one. You know, it's like, it was a, it was a, a challenge in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> like, it was, was it, it was stupid, but not that stupid, but you know, yeah. he got monkey chants and all sorts and, you know, emojis and, I, I think I think the real problem for me wasn't necessarily that they got racially abused. Like I've unfortunately come to understand that's going to be the case, especially with the whole kneeling thing. But the nerve of politicians, you know, in the UK, mm-hmm. the I don't even know that woman's name. No, no, not even Pretty Patel. The other one that sent the WhatsApp message, like a oh, you know, yeah, I know who you mean. That one, whatever her her name is, she's a clown. Pretty Patel's a, she told them to boo these players, so she's a clown. Yep. And Boris is a clown as well. Like they 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 hung them out to dry, and allowed this to happen. They it went after their wages. Happen. Yeah, they 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 don't deserve these guys. <laughs> they don't deserve no. them at all. No, I mean it's look. People have been saying for a while that Southgate is like the most decent person in the country, and every day that goes by, or every day that went by in this tournament, that became truer and truer. And the players just. Man, this group of players just did themselves so much credit. The way that they go about their business off the field, and and this is like, I know I know people have problems with with some of the stuff that Southgate does tactically, and that's totally fair enough. But it's important to realize, and by no means the first person to say this, that Southgate has completely revolutionized Southgate and this group of players have completely revolutionized the atmosphere of the England squad, the aura of the England squad, the attitude of the England squad, everything about this group is night and day mm-hmm. to what the squad was, you know, in the mid 2000s with the Beckham and Perry and Skulls and all that. And just a group of disparate players who didn't give a shit or didn't stand for anything, would never say anything about anything. Um, and this is just... This is unbelievable. Like, this is why people were so supportive of this England team. Yeah, it it just unfortunately, as many as many as people became more supportive, people also became more resistant, which we which we see. It's the world. Obama became president. We saw what mm-hmm. happened. This is just what what tends to happen. Um, but you know, yeah, I think Rashford and Sancho are at a club that understands how to protect players after international tournament abuse and Saka I think will be taken care of by Arteta and Co. Um, so I, th- I think they'll be fine and they'll come back. I think they're going to be better players for it, honestly. Yep. I-, I really do think that. That's fair. Uh, which I-, I can agree with. Sometimes a lot a player will get injured, like they'll do an ACL and then people will send them messages like, you'll come back stronger. I'm like, they categorically won't. That's not, <laughs> that's not how these work. But mm-hmm. but these kind of emotional injuries, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Um, other questions we had. Uh, Will at Will GHO says um, <laughs> two things. One, can you talk about the Maguire penalties? So we've, we've done that already. Uh, two, what do I look forward to now? Will's English. So, uh, I mean, the Premier League. Oh, I was going to say the Premier League season starts in a few weeks, but Will is also a Sheffield United <laughs> supporter. I'm sure the Championship starts like now. Probably. Uh, so, Will. Uh... Right, you can't even watch Ramsdale, so <laughs> I don't know. There's Not unless nothing. he moves to Arsenal. Uh, there's nothing for you. Uh, the, the, there's nothing for you. <laughs> the uh, World Cup is in what, eighteen months? Yeah. Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, just you know, 
There you go. Uh, but wait, where is Will? Where is he? Where is he located? Toronto. It's, come on, man. Toronto FC still going. True. About to have a new manager as well. Josie Altidore's back. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Jamie Brackpool at Jamie Brackpool. Who is your player of the tournament? He says it obviously wasn't Donnarumma, although he was immense. I'm not sure it was obviously not Donnarumma. Uh, Luke Shaw. Hmm. He was very, very good. He, 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 I, it's literally the first one that came to mind, so it's probably not. But, like, I mean, you get to... I, okay, for me, it has to be someone who played in the final. So it's between three players, Luke Shaw, Jorginho, or Donnarumma. Okay. What was the... I'm trying to find the... Um official one which i know we i don't think Jorginho made them like midfield 11 like like the... <laughs> he wasn't even in center midfield where is it here we go okay so the official team of the tournament was donnarumma goal chiellini and maguire yeah fair enough there luke shaw uh mailer of denmark a right back okay i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's like, only like i didn't watch denmark games <laughs> no, I did. uh jacket and pogba I, i'm not happy with either of these like pogba was good but Pogba was the best player up until they got out, but they got out so early they should not be in this team. Exactly. Obviously, you've got to have Jorginho there, and then Xhaka should not be anywhere near this. I'm just just gonna no. talk about that. I'd, I'd it's, put it's Calvin got, Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd do that. You know, you know what's mad, which I, you know, I I knew but it hadn't really occurred to me. And someone said, Phillips and Rice, like Phillips hadn't played a Premier League game until a year ago, and Rice has never played in Europe. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> European championships in the final. Um, anyway, the the three behind the striker, you got Sterling, Chiesa, and Dolberg. Sure. Sure. Yeah, like Dolberg got to what semis and like scored quite a few goals. I, I I'm okay with it. Fair enough. I'm having Damsgaard over him if we have to have a a plucky Dane. Okay, this is what I would do. Okay, just I would do Schick up front. Okay. And I would do Ronaldo on the left. So you score five goals, I guess you have to be there. Like, why not? Yeah, I, I can't in all good faith have Ronaldo in my team, but he is in the official team of the tournament. He was the top goal scorer. So, yeah, you know. When you score that many goals, no matter who you are, what you did, they, they find a way. So. Yeah. Um, The Guardian, just as a quick alternative, the Guardian team of the tournament was Donnarumma, Walker, Bonucci, Chiellini, Shaw, Pedri, good shout. Mm, okay, I, I can see that. I'm good. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Jorginho, Calvin Phillips, Chiesa, Schick, Sterling. I I much prefer this team. I'm okay with that. I just I'm not I'm not having Maguire not being in there. Like I'm not having it. No, that's fair. Over the one that's I can I'll take him over the one that strangles people. How about that? <laughs> fair enough. Although he strangled some Greeks. Couple of summers ago, but you know that's that a different. That was European thing. competition. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, let's try and finish off the Euro ones. Um, oh, Jamie has a second question, which is that: um, What are your best British panel shows? We, it's a shame we don't have Mohanad here because he bloody loves them. Panel shows um, like of the football ones. No, like the the kind of comedy ones. What is that? Like Graham Norton or something? No, no, that's more. I mean, it's close. It's more like 
they're kind of game shows, but they're basically just vehicles for comedy. So, my, like, okay, for an example, my favorite is a show called Mock the Week, which is there's a host and there's two teams mm-hmm. made up of three comedians or public figures, mostly comedians, and then they are presented with questions, but the questions are basically just an opportunity for them to be funny. It, it kind of reminds me of like whose line is it anyway? But yeah, 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 yeah. similar. Okay, nah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it's been a long time since I had British TV, and, and the only thing I can remember of British TV that I like, two of them, even though they're not panel shows, obviously, game shows, uh, mm. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? With, with Chris Tarrant? No, that woman. What's her name? Oh, do you mean, um, oh, God. No, weakest sorry, link? the weakest link. Weakest, weakest link. link. Her, yes. You are yes. the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. And then, uh, remember, like, Crystal Maze. Crystal Maze was magic. Mad it made man. no sense. Everyone was on drugs. <laughs> but it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, they should have called it Crystal Meth. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't even. I like. I, to this day, I couldn't tell you what was going on. I, I just know I loved it, but I don't actually remember what happened in it at all. <laughs> <laughs> People got chucked into rooms with snakes and stuff. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> Um, okay, we have we have a question uh, to to get a little more serious. I mean, we've covered this topic already a little bit, but um, at real LFC fan sent us a question last week, um, essentially asking like, what have our personal experiences been with racism or racial discrimination? Um, you wanna? Um, th- there's wanna been iso- there's been isolated things that have happened, you know. Mm. I've never been called, you know, the N word, at least in spite of spite, but racially profiled by police. Yes. I've mm-hmm. had someone come up to me on the street and ask me if I was selling weed and my white friend next to me, they just didn't bother asking him after I said no. And I was like, what? I've also been asked the same question while I was, I was wearing a hoodie that day while mm-hmm. I'd been really well dressed. And then my friend was dressed like a drug dealer. And again, they just came up to me, and that's just microaggressions, not really huge things. Um, I have been told that in my high school days, um, I was told by, so we, we went to a Catholic high school. Um, I'm run, very sorry about that. Well, you, 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 you understand why, because some weird things did happen. Mm. Um, we had a, uh, so it was, run, it was run by American missionaries, and this one one guy who i won't name but was kind of weird he did this thing called a winky award and i'll leave that leave it at that good um, god but the same guy we were playing f- football in the in our dorms which you weren't supposed to do we're doing it anyway and he came up to us and he was like you know you're not supposed to do this this is ridiculous you're a bunch of monkeys and this is why nigeria will never be anything wow and it stuck with me we, ne- we didn't report him I don't know. This is a white guy, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't report him. I don't know why, but it happened. Um, and it didn't even occur to me at the time it was racist. You know, it, it was later. I was right. Like, what the hell? And then just last week, I did an interview for you know a product that that I've been working on um, to help black kids in the community. And the comments on the video were all, "This is for thugs. This is for you know reverse racism for and this is." funding gangsters and i don't know it was it was that was that really bothered me so it's it's it happens it happens yeah 
I was actually, I, I felt a bit naive, but I was surprised by the comments on that video. Um, and for people that don't know, the, the organization is called Black Mint. Um, and you should go and find it. Where can people find it? Uh, Instagram at Black Mint, website blackmint.io. Perfect. Um, go and check it out. I was surprised because it was, it was CTV, right? Uh, City News. City News. Maybe I've just like never clicked on a City News video before and looked at the comments. So I don't really know. But to me, that there's always this like, if your audience is X big, then it will inherently involve a bunch of racists. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get past a certain amount of people and then there'll be a bunch of racists. Whereas in this case, like A, I can't imagine their audience is that big. And B, those were almost the only comments. Yeah. It wasn't like a sea of, of positive comments and then a few racist bastards like jumping in. It was just racist bastards. Yeah, basically. Which was surprising it, to me. There was one guy who was trying to fight all of them in the comments. I felt bad for that guy. <laughs> like, that, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just like, you know, it, it, it made me relate to these players in that I didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know, but I still got it anyway. Well, on, on, on the contrary, like, you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's um, but good question. Good question. Because it, 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 it's topical. But, um, let, yeah. uh, let let me do this in place of Mohammed just to, just to change the topic. Mm-hmm. Mercy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't even sound right, really. No, it it, there wasn't any any feeling there. Um, he's done it. He's yes. finally done it. Well, arguably, Di Maria did it for him. I mean, Messi's main role in that final was to get kicked all over the park, which and to I, kick people. I saw yeah. I saw Hitman Messi in this in in this Copa. Honestly, I if I were Barcelona, like I would do everything in my legal power to not let him play these games. They are so violent. Honestly, there was blood everywhere. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was, Whose it was, ankle was it that was like coming off? Montiel or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was ridiculous. And and we really went in on Argentina before this looking look at their squad almost man for man and saying it's a shit, it's a shit, it's a shit, Messi's gonna be let down. Um we should we have to say that Messi did a madness in this tournament. Every game it felt like he was assisting, he was scoring, he was you know, he was he was dragging them through. But also Emiliano Martinez was a beast. He was an absolute beast and I'm ready to make a prediction. I think if I don't, okay, not even if when he leaves Aston Villa in two years, he's going to a very big club and he will probably be the best goalkeeper in the world for a year, just because he's old. <laughs> he won't last very mm, long, but yeah. probably about a year. He's he's that's, amazing. That's an interesting shout. And yeah, he is. I could see if Oblak ever left, maybe Atleti. Mm-hmm. When he hit, when he's thirty, thirty-one, something like that. I, we have some some Villa listeners who will not be happy <laughs> that this conversation is praising Emi Martinez and then immediately linking him with the move away. But I, I, yeah, it's it's a decent shout. It is a decent he's, shout. He's, he's outstanding. Brazil were nothing. Created some chances, but like I was never confident they were going to take them. I think that this Copa was one of the worst on record in terms of. Co- 
uh, quality. Yeah. Um, you know, Uruguay are done. Chile are no. done. And, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Argentina. They won the thing. Like, you have to win it. You have to beat yep. who, who, who you beat, right? Like, it is what it is. But those two nations are done. It's not competitive. <laughs> like, Richarlison starts for Brazil. That's yeah, that's not, that's not Nations good. Nations Junior gets games for Brazil. And I'm sorry, I know he had an improvement of a season, and I know I praised him from here to heaven. Uh-oh. But Fred should not be starting <laughs> for a country that, like Brazil. I'm so, like... I like him, but no, I'm sorry. No. What, why no. wasn't Fabinho playing? I do not. Fred was better. And that, that just shows uh, you what's wrong. That just shows you. Like, this horrible. is not me bragging about this. This is me telling you that Fabinho was not good. <laughs> uh, Fred being better than Fabinho is not a reality. I'm willing to. It was accept. better than him for six weeks. That's all it was. But that's enough like, to show you that there's a problem. Man. Oh. That is a problem. Yeah, I, I think. I think the the thing with Brazil is, you know, and I, I'm not an expert, but what it seems to me is that they produce talented flair players because there's so many people in Brazil and like everyone plays football. And so the odds are that you're just, you're going to create these players. Mm-hmm. But in terms of when you look at, at some of the European countries, and and again, this is an equity issue. This is a development issue, um, but they're not. It doesn't appear to me that there is like a plan here. It's just like whoever develops develops, and we'll we'll work with with what whatever that is. But th- there was a time where where you could rely on Brazil to produce flying wingbacks mm-hmm. or brilliant strikers, or whatever. And now it's just it's just so disparate. It's just like whoever kind of pops up. And so you've got so many of these attacking midfielders, none of whom are convincing. Yeah. And there's no real striker. The central midfield is a mess apart from like Casemiro. Yeah. Arguably like the centre-backs are decent with Marquinhos, but... Thiago Silva's old now. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's so depressing. dependent on Neymar that it's ridiculous. Like it's... Even though they have won the Copa, like the one before this they won, but again, you never felt that like it was overwhelmingly good, you know, in any no. way. And um, Ar- it, it, they're they're starting to look a bit like Argentina to me in that it was Messi and the crew, and it's Neymar and crew at this point now. Um, but do I see an upside for Argentina as well? No, because Messi's 34. <laughs> like, he's done what he wants to do. Like, if, if I'm Lionel Messi, I don't know why I come back to play another Copa and is it every four years? Every two? Well, it's been like every year for the Yeah, <laughs> I don't, the I don't know five. why, because I think it was every four before, but whatever. They'll probably do one like next month. Who knows? But, um, like, you've won it now. You know, he's, he's cleared the hurdle. He's at the top of the mountain. He's, yeah. you know, to some people... I mean, he he is the greatest player of all time, but to some people, this was the last thing that he needed to do, right? And he's done it. Like, there's no argument anymore. Like, if, when he goes, when he retires, when he's done, what then? I can see Di Maria saying, I'm done. Like, what do I need to do this shit for? You know? Yeah. Aguero's old as shit. Like, Lautaro Martinez is the one who's going to carry Argentina? Um, <laughs> Lautaro and uh, DePaul. Nah, I like DePaul, but like, nah, fam. That's, that's 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 not it. The 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 level that you like, we we grew up with Argentina having World Cup players all the time. Whether it was Batistuta yep. or Canigio or even well, Martina, Raquel May, like him. Raquel May, exactly. 
now once Messi goes, once Neymar is like done, what happens? Like we need to see that next generation, and I'm not saying it right now. No, no, and and to be clear, like very much hope we do because like world football needs it, but it, it's just not there at the moment. Um, speaking of Messi, we had a question uh, from I mean, I mean Barcelona's incompetence is one of our favorite topics, mm-hmm. and we had a question. From Don Yaya, at Don Yaya, with three A's, by the way, on Twitter, um, who says, Barcelona fire sale. So, you know, this is right, right up your street, buddy. Mm-hmm. Barcelona fire sale, fire sale. Your club can pick any two players for 30 million total. For 30 million total? That's not very much. Um, aside from Messi and Pedri, who are you taking? And I'm going to pull up the Barcelona squad because, you know, my memory is awful. I'm going to try and do this top of my head. 30 million total, that means they're probably shit players, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Okay. Here, I'm not sure who you can get for two players for 30 million. Oh, like Eric Garcia? Here's what I would do. Yeah. Um, so, do you know Dest for 25? <laughs> yep. Uh, I need, I need, we're looking for a right back to compete with Wambasaka anyway. So, okay. uh, so Gino Dest for 25. And then I go. Braithwaite for five and then sell him on for ten. <laughs> uh, good business. Good business. I, yeah, I'm with you on Dest because Arsenal could really do with a right back. Um, just looking at who else is around. I mean, I really like De Jong. I don't know that I'm getting him for that kind of money. No chance. Um, I'll have to take with the remaining cash I can't afford any of these people. Actually, they'd give me they'd give me Coutinho for free, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> Ronald Araujo, the centre back. Oh. I assume he'd be cheap because he's young. I think I think you're missing a trick here. Go on. I think that you need a centre midfielder who can pass the ball. Ricky Pig. No, that's not where I was going with that. Uh, but sure. Uh, don't give me Pjanic. Yeah. For five million, they'll throw him away. His Come wages on. are more than five million. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> he'll take a pay cut. No one wants him. He just wants to be loved. True. Honestly, true. I would, I would, I would not mind that deal for United. Just be like, hey, do you want to just come on, like every now and then, and pass the ball when we need to show up the defense or like show up the game? Why not? Juan, Juan Mata would be very offended. Like, this is my role. This is the only <laughs> thing I'm here to do. <laughs> Brought this other role gift. But it's a good question. I like it. And I, and I I really, I mean, the Barcelona situation, let's chat about it just for a minute, is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Basically, they've offered Messi a contract. He's totally willing to sign it, except they can't actually have him sign it unless they get rid of 200 million euros worth of payroll, which they can't do because they gave massive contracts to shit players that no one wants. And, it's and phenomenal. You know what's funny? These players are, and I think rightfully so, they're literally saying, I'm not canceling my contract. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? <laughs> Pay me. Like they're 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 begging Umtiti to cancel his deal. Mate, Senate St. Petersburg came in for Umtiti. He's like, are you mad? <laughs> <I'm not." laughs> oh, good. Yeah, they're not Umtiti going anywhere. Would literally rather just chill and yes. earn that paycheck. And you know what? Power to you, Black King. <laughs> Power to you. Absolutely. His knees don't work in the in the heat. They're not going to work in the cold. No chance. No chance. 
Wait, you would you wouldn't do a PK for like two million? I never want to see PK. PK annoys me not playing for my team. <laughs> I'm so over Gerard PK. It's enough already. How much do Blizzcats cost? That's a good question. Probably probably ten. Just to I get mean, the wages off. Again, they need to get two hundred million I mean the Griezmann, they're trying to flog him. They're trying to get rid of Pjanic. They just surely they take bids for anyone really at this at this stage. I'd try and get Testagen on the cheap. It's worth a shot. They should just be. They should just have a transfer ban again for financial fair play and call it a day. Like sort it out. Sort it. Yeah. Well, I was chatting to to Raul earlier, and let me hear what you think about this. Basically, the point is that Barcelona can't afford a squad and to keep Messi. So is there any obligation on Messi, even though it's not his fault, right? Is there any obligation on his part to say, don't worry about it. Like, take a couple years. You don't need to pay me now. I'll take the money later or not at all. Like he's a gazillionaire, doesn't need it. Because if they do all the things that they need to do to get him to sign, he's not going to have a team. Listen. I understand that Laporta doesn't want to be the person who lost Messi. Yes. I get it. But get rid of him. And it sounds harsh because it's the best player to ever live and play the game. To say get rid of him. Like, I understand Mm -hmm. that. I understand how that looks. But if you want your football club to exist, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's been great. you've, You've won us trebles. It's been awesome. You've, the best side we've ever seen because of you. You've won everything. Also, it might be nice for you to try something new. Like, you know, go to Qatar. Not Qatar. Go to, go to Paris Saint-Germain and, and sports wash. Like, it's all good. Like, come on. This thing has to exist. Like, the reason that they're in this problem is because they don't function like a business. Like, you need to operate a little bit like a business in some sense. Like, even if you look at, like, again, I say it. He's now won everything. He needs to win. To me, I don't see what he needs Barcelona for. I don't see what he needs Argentina for. Try something new. Like, why not? Like, Cristiano did it. But even then, I would say with Cristiano, Juventus have reached a point where it's like, well, we tried to the Champions League. Didn't really work. We don't. Need, we shouldn't have to pay this money anymore. Can you please leave? <laughs> like, yeah. just operate like a business instead of all this, like, nonsense that you're doing. Yeah. And I think, like, part of it is, is messy genuine emotional attachment to the club you know it's like cristiano winning everything with sporting of the portugal to be accurate about it sporting lisbon to everyone else like you know this is his club it is his team and he doesn't want to leave it and all his mates are there or whatever and i understand that but equally like they're not going to exist so (laughs) something has to give something has to give here and they're running out of time in this summer to sort it out and the longer it goes on, you know, the more uh, everyone else knows that they're desperate for money. I just this could get crazy, man. If you like, listen, I'm my United. You need a you need a defensive midfielder or or something. If this persists, sixty mil De Young, just, just drop it there. Just just yeah. throw, just throw it in and be like, you know, just just check it. Just yeah. Check. Remember what we were saying about Fred. <laughs> like <laughs> there are upgrades. Yeah. <laughs> just like send the three the three stooges to the legal office 
<laughs> Throw the money in there and just just walk away and just see what happens if they call you back. <laughs> yeah. Just like Matha needs a new job now. We've established he can yeah. he can go and do it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. There are there are options here. But yeah. It's uh does look like United are getting Varan. That looks like it's a thing that, that is happening. Uh, until I see it, I don't believe that shit. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Emotional well, protection a little bit, but you know. Sure. You can you continue dreaming of uh, young Pau Torres, and we'll we'll revisit this in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> After you. a few more, here we goes. <laughs> uh, All right, man. Should we leave it there? Yep. Yes, sir. Congratulations to Italy. Congratulations to not Argentina, but Messi, <laughs> because yep. it's Messi won, not Argentina, according to everyone. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, commiserations to Alex and to. Uh, Fernando Leicester Square. <laughs> yeah, Fernando's off. <laughs> All right, take care. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the Kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.